Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. We've got three great hours for you as we're going to be touching upon a little bit of everything. We've got all forms of basketball to talk about. We've got some championship action in terms of college football coming up. We've got a big slate in the NFL, and we've now got the round of 16, the knockout round set up for the World Cup. And we're going to be talking a lot of World Cup in hour number two as we're going to have a trio of guests joining me as Anthony DeBundo. He does great work over at Action Network. Brad Thomas, he's over at NBC Sports Bet. And Josh Ricker, he does great work at Sports Time. They are all going to be joining me, and we're going to be discussing what we've been seeing in terms of the World Cup thus far. Can the U.S. make it out of the knockout stage, be able to kick past the Netherlands, and so much more? In about 15 minutes, we're going to go from football to more Football, as we're going to be talking with Tom Casali and Mark Drumheller. Mark does great work over at Yahoo Sports, and Tom Casali, likewise, over there at Action Network. Going to talk some college football with them, going to talk some NFL, and then Mark is going to stick around because we also have a nice UFC card this week as well. So we're going to be hitting pots of UFC as well. And then, hey, Brad Thomas is also going to be joining me in our number three. He does a great job in terms of the NFL front as well. He and Scott Reichel of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, they're going to be joining me. Talk a little NBA with them. We're also going to be taking a look at what we're getting this week in the NFL and college as well. So we've got a little bit of everything covered. And boy, oh boy, do we have things covered as it has been just ridiculous in terms of the amount of action that we've been getting these last few weeks as 
our stretch of 27 straight days of football with at least one college or one NFL game that did come to an end last week, but it just does not end because now we've got a circumstance where the World Cup is now in November slash December, which I do think is a little bit of a shame just because I always love it when it gets its own sort of shine during the summertime when you've only got baseball on the board and it just gives you something else to handicap other than baseball because I know that there are some people that the grind it sometimes gets to them and it's sort of like, man, I'm not necessarily much of a fan of baseball and I'm sick of looking at week one NFL lines for 13 weeks and We all know that happens. It happens on this network. It happens on every network across the United States because it's like, man, we can only talk baseball for so long unless if you really, really, really love baseball. I actually would consider myself one of those people, but certainly that comes into play. But when it comes to just everything that we're getting, we're noticing more and more just, and this is not exclusive to one sport. This is really all sports, volatility and just handling it. You have big win streaks. You have big losing streaks. Like, those of you guys that follow my DK Nation picks, it's been a relatively bad stretch, and I put it about as politely as I can put it. As I was backing North Carolina, they do not get the job done. I was banking on them, you know what, improving upon that 30.8% three-point shooting after last season. They were in the top 60. As a matter of fact, it went downward against Indiana. Credit where credit is due. Indiana looked really, really good, and I probably undervalued them. That's something that I could certainly take away, but... We're sort of in that sort of circumstance with regards to college basketball where many of these teams, they played between six to eight games. You might find a team that's played five. You might find a team that has played nine, but you've got enough of a sample size where it's not like one to two games, but at the same time, you know that it's not necessarily a full sample size. And this is always the trickiest handicap to sort of have because we always come to it at every single sport. When it comes to every single sport, they all have a little bit of a different sort of barometer as well. Because when it comes to the NFL, typically you want to see four to five games before you really get a sample size. Because we always get the week one overreactions. Everyone's like, oh my goodness, we saw the Baltimore Ravens win by X amount of points. They're going to the Super Bowl. Oh no, the LA Rams, they lose by X amount of points. They stink. Turns out the Rams, after they've lost that game to the Bills, it is true that they truly do stink. And, I mean, I just, as I was doing this show, I saw this flash up on good old Sports Center. Worst point differentials in the NFL this season in the fourth quarter. Rams minus 60, by far the worst. That is not so great to say the least, but, I mean, you're just trying to be able to gauge, all right, what is the sample size I'm able to take a look at to where things are actually true? And how do I gauge some of these teams that have been shooting it ridiculously well slash ridiculously awful? We'll go back to a game that we saw on Tuesday, Virginia. They were down at the half by double figures against Michigan. If you backed Michigan and took the points, you were able to get there. But for Virginia, going into that game, I thought part of the difficulty was, man, this team, they're shooting right around 44, 45% from three-point range. Certainly, we're going to see this go downward just a little bit. They can't keep this up. They don't take a lot of threes. So, at the very least, they're hot shooting. It didn't really cost you as much because when you only take eight threes, you know what? Even a four out of eight, like they shot. So, they continued that very good shooting. It doesn't hurt you as bad as if it would be like some 15 of 30 burger. And anyone that bet on the University of Maryland, Baltimore County knows exactly what I'm talking about. They had 15 threes and one half in their game against Cobb and State, which 
anyone that bet compensate, I mean, just thoughts and prayers there. That's something that you never see. That has to be some sort of a record. I'm not sure what the record is for most three-point shots made in a first half. I'm thinking that is it, though. That is with zero research whatsoever, but there's just so many things to be able to gauge in terms of handicapping, and I think the biggest thing is always staying true to what has brought you success, but at the same time, don't be complacent. It's something to where it's that marriage of trying to be able to just be somewhere in the middle, always be open to new ideas, but don't be just like, yep, I'm going to jump ship right away. This has worked for me for 15 years, but I cannot do this anymore. Yep, I've been doing this all my life, but all of a sudden I'm going to go off the deep end because like anyone that has ever tried to diet, many of you guys that are watching on Visa.com might be surprised to know I used to weigh 215 pounds when I was in high school. I was playing the offensive line. I was a offensive lineman that bench pressed like 100 pounds with no muscle whatsoever. So that was absolutely tremendous. As you can imagine, I left after my freshman year, the high school football team. I retired due to a lack of talent and I did not leave due to injury. So at the very least, I have that going for me. But that said, when you have something that is not working for you and you have to be like, all right, let's look in the mirror. Let's be able to dive into this. At the same time, if you're someone that you've been able to maintain a good figure and everything like that, and all of a sudden you might be seeing some worry spots you want to dive in and be like, all right, I shouldn't completely scrap what has been bringing me success, but at the same time, let's dive in. Let's try to correct the problem, get in there, and just be able to maneuver from there. And sometimes it's external forces. Like I'm talking about weight gain slash weight loss. Sometimes you just gain a couple pounds in water weight, and that happens. No big deal there. It's going to be a little bit volatile, and there is volatility with that. Meanwhile, if it's a case where you think that you're eating something that's very, very healthy and sugar-free, but instead it's actually extra sugar, there you go there. So there's just so many things to be able to dive into. And you, the biggest thing in terms of sports handicapping slash sports betting is trying to find the why. Because you're going to have some winners that you did not deserve whatsoever, and you're going to have some losers that you did not deserve as well. I don't think that gauging the actual end result is necessarily the world's greatest thing. Like, if you take a look at some of the games that we've been getting in recent days, I was talking about that Virginia versus Michigan game. If you bet on Michigan, you should be feeling very, very good about that handicap. It barely gets in, but you should be feeling like, yep, this was rock solid. Even though things got a little bit hairy, you know what? I made a very solid handicap. This is one that comes through. I'm able to just continue on with that. Meanwhile, if you're taking a look at a game where you like were let's say laying eight points. I still go back to this game two years ago. For anyone that ever bet that Baylor versus Kansas game, Baylor was at home. They were the number two team in all of college basketball. You have Baylor who was controlling that game. They were up double figures throughout. Game was never, ever in doubt. Baylor is up, I believe it is 10 points with five seconds left. Kansas puts in their walk-ons. Walk-on, it's a half-court shot to be able to trim the 10-point deficit to 7, and that's the way that the game ends. I was on Baylor that night. You know what I did not do? I did not adjust my numbers on Baylor one bit, despite the fact that they did not get the cover, because you just sit there and you go, if that occurs in, like, 25 games, if they play this 25 times, do I get to the window more often than I do not, and do I get to the window enough to where I make a profit and when I watch that game, when I go back to it, examine the stats, absolutely, 
you do. You just happen to be on the wrong side of that 1-25 in 25 occurrence where Walkie McWalkon comes into the game. It's at half quarter, and boom. You just sort of get decimated by that one. They hurt. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it, but you stay true to that. Meanwhile, if it would have been a scenario where Baylor was, say, down 10 points at the half, they were maybe down two with five minutes remaining, but they actually cover that game. They win by nine because they're able to go on some Herculean run. They go like six of six at the free throw line because Kansas just keeps hacking like a bunch of lumberjacks after they blow a lead, something of that nature. That's one where even though that does get in there, I would have to dock Baylor a little bit just because they did not look very solid as well. And I think that this is always the key, whether it be college basketball, baseball, football, whatever, what have you. And one of those out-of-season sports, I think baseball is always the best one in terms of progression slash regression because you always have the most, shall we say, sabermetric data when it comes to baseball, guys that are having their balls just hit to the moon and back and everything like that. And it's like, all right, man, all these balls are like dying three feet short of the wall. He is eventually going to be got by that. He is not getting a lot of strikeouts. This is a very, very lucky run. Meanwhile, you get some pitchers in which it's like bloop single after Texas Leaguer, and you have a ball that gets hit like 20 feet, but somehow, some way, the guy gets on first base, and it's like, man, this guy is just getting inherently unlucky. So I always think that that's very important. Just always search for the why in terms of why your bets are hitting, why they are not, and why you got a certain result or not as well. And that is always the key with just so many sports that are raging on, and we've got to try to get some answers in terms of the NFL and college football. Next with Tom Casale over at Action Network and Mark Drummer of Yahoo Sports are going to be joining me right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on the flip side here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSN Cyber Monday deal has been extended. Sign up and become a VSN Pro subscriber, and you will get daily recaps of top plays made by VSN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving for every game, and deep dive daily betting reports. Plus, our upcoming College Bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. New VSIN Pro subscribers also get a $30 credit to the VSIN store. The VSIN store is a great place for sports betting, hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry up because this is a limited time offer. It's not going to last long. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift. That is at VSIN.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by our guests. We've got Tom Caselli, does great work at Action Network. Likewise, for Mark Drummeller over there at Yahoo Sports. And gentlemen, it is great to have you aboard. And we're going to lead off with some college football because I know that both of you guys have a take in terms of the ACC title game. And there is nothing that I love more than a little bit of mono a mono action. So let's get into it first with you, Mark, because we've got Clemson versus North Carolina. Line that opened up in a lot of places around seven. Now we're seeing a mixture of seven halfs to eights in the market. Total pretty steady between 63 and 63 and a half. Where do you stand on this one? Because for Clemson, they had a good chance of making the college football playoff until they blew it last week. And you've got a North Carolina team that it's been a little bit up and down for them. Offense has been very good, coupled with a quarterback that, in my opinion, should be going to New York. So very fascinating game, to say the least. Yeah, it really is. And I think you kind of hit the nail on the head when it comes to Clemson. You know, they've had a, a lot of opportunities week in and week out to show that you know, they're much better than they were last year. And last year was kind of like an outlier. And we just didn't see it, you know. And this Clemson team is what they are. Uh, the defense is not as strong as they're supposed to be. They, listen, they on paper, they look great. They get out on the field and they get chewed up. And, you know, we saw that against South Carolina. They lose outright as 14.5-point favorites. You look at the games this year where they were, you know, favorites of 7-plus or more. You know, when did they cover? They didn't cover against Syracuse. You know, they beat Miami 40-10. to 10. Well, everybody beats Miami, right? So not that <laughs> impressive. Uh, Louisville, yeah, they covered against Louisville. Cunningham got hurt in that game. They still let up like 400 yards to the backup. So uh, just not really impressed with Clemson's defense against an offense that's pretty explosive, right? Seventh in the country and explosive passing plays of 20 plus yards or more, uh, you know, right in the range of Wake Forest. We saw how Wake Forest chewed up this Clemson secondary. So I like them here as a live dog. The seven and a half points, I think, is very valuable with the Tar Heels. Yep, I think that this is going to be such a fascinating matchup, and I believe that you, Tom, are on the other side of this one. Clemson, clearly a team that they came up with a lot of expectations, and the defense still won the best in all of college football, so I think that it's just such a fascinating matchup. 
Yeah, I do agree with Mark that Clemson's defense is overrated. To me, they're probably the most overvalued team all season. Uh, so, But in this matchup, you know, why I like Clemson, similar to why I like Notre Dame uh, earlier in the season against North Carolina, they struggle with physical teams up front that can just pound them. That's why I don't think Clemson's going to have to do much in this game. I think they're going to run it down North Carolina's throw. I do think that North Carolina will put up some points, too. I don't hate the over here. Um, I like the Clemson team total. I, I believe if North Carolina covers this number, it's going to be a higher-scoring game. So if you take Clemson and the Clemson team total, I think you're going to be good there. I just I worry about... North Carolina in the trenches because that in the games they've struggled with this year, that's where they've struggled. So I, you know, I, I'm not a fan of Clemson's quarterback, uh, but I don't think he's going to have to do a lot in this game. I think they're going to run for about two, two fifty, and he'll just have to throw off that. So uh, I'm going to lay the points here reluctantly, but I think it's a good matchup for the Tigers. And when it comes to this one, since you guys are on opposite sides, I think the ultimate tiebreaker is that Tom is right now wearing his minion shirt. So you know what? That's always a little bit of an added bonus for me. We gotta love the minions, but at the same time, it's what worth I also half a point. yes, worth <laughs> half a point to the line. So there it is, right there. But what else is worth something is games out here in lovely Las Vegas. We've got Utah versus USC, and Mark, I know that you're on this one. USC between a two and a half and a three point favor. We've seen this summer go up a little bit as the week has been going along. This is obviously a do-or-die scenario for USC. If USC loses this game, that would be cataclysmically bad for them, and I am pretty sure that the Pac-12 is very much rooting for USC to be able to win this game. Utah does not care about that. They are a very well-coached team. Cam Rising has done a great job with this, with this bunch. What are you saying in terms of this game? Because right now we're seeing a total of 67.5 and 68 in a Pac-12 where offense has been plentiful, defense scarce. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Pac-12, you never know what you're going to get, you know, in the Pac-12 in general. So having these two teams in the championship game is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fireworks, 43-42, the last outing. Utah squeaked it out at home. So now we have USC in revenge, laying three points. Um, listen, I feel like Linus from Charlie Brown waiting all season for this USC defense to kind of catch up and, and hurt them and, you know, make them pay the price, but it just hasn't happened. And, you know, I think that their offense is going to show really well again in this matchup on the fast turf in Las Vegas. So instead of trying to figure out whether I want to lay a field goal with the Trojans defense or whether I want to back Cam Rising, who I thought just looked awful and very erratic against Oregon, um, you know, I, I just played the USC team total over it's at 34 and a half. I think that's the best way to do it. If I'm going to put my money, I want it on the best player on the field, and that's Caleb Williams. USC scored 38 or more points in 10 to 12 games this year. You know, they put up over 556 yards against uh, Utah the last time out. So I think they'll get over the 34 and a half. I think that's the best way to approach it because – it's just I, I feel like I can't get a good enough read on USC. I think their defense, you know, shouldn't allow them to be Pac-12 champs, but it looks like they have the offense to get it done. Yeah, but I think that this is such a fascinating game because with USC, I mean, you just said it, that offense has been second to really none in all of college football. That defense, man, it's leaving a whole heck of a lot to be desired, and that's going to be one of the main games for Friday, but I know that you, Tom, are on one of the other games for Friday. North Texas and UTSA, a battle of the two Texas teams from Conference USA, UTSA, between an 8.5 to a 9-point favorite, and this is another very high total in this game, anywhere between 69 and where I sit here at Circa. It's gone up to a 69.5, and very unique spot, because with UTSA, 
not quite what they were a season ago, but rock solid and North Texas. When it comes to college basketball, if you want a really slow team, it's North Texas. They're a little bit of the opposite of that when it comes to college football. Interesting game. Where do you stand in terms of the Conference USA title? You know, if this was college basketball, I might take the under 69 uh, <laughs> yeah. the way they play. But uh, football, they're a little bit faster. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head. I think this is a line based on last season. Uh, UTSA, a very good team, but they played a lot of close games. Three of their last five were decided by four points or less, including a game against at home against uh, North Texas that they beat 31-27 in a very competitive game. So now you get on a neutral field. Two teams, I think, that match up very evenly on paper. So the number being nine, to me, just looks a little high. I wouldn't be surprised if the Roadrunners win this game, but I expect it to go down to the wire. So I'm taking the points. Yep, I do think that it's gotten up a little bit too lofty myself. I am in total agreement with you on that front. And when it comes to one of the biggest ones that we're going to be seeing, it is LSU and Georgia. I'll throw this one at you, Mark, because we've got Georgia being a 17 to an 18 point favor with a total of 51. So a pretty high spread considering where the total is at. And for LSU, they needed to do a little bit better last week if they wanted a shot at the college football playoff. But no doubt there's going to be a lot of pride here for Georgia. They're going to be in the playoff unless if they have something really, really bad happen, like on top of a bad loss, like injuries, what have you. But that said, where do you stand in terms of this game? Because I just have still a little bit of a fear playing this big of a number with Georgia because I don't know if I could trust their offense to score enough to cover this sort of a number. Yeah, and you don't know what their mentality is going to be going in there, right? Do they, do they get off to a big, comfortable lead early and then just kind of call the dogs off, you know, later in the game, get ready for the playoffs? Um, and if they do that, you know, is LSU really have the firepower to call back into this game? We don't know the situation with the quarterback, what he's going to look like if he's going to be 100% healthy. Um, so I, I just think there's a lot of question marks with LSU. If I had to pick a side, I mean, I would probably lay it with Georgia because they could cover this number in the first half if they really wanted to, right? You know, if they really want to get out of there early. Um, I think that they could, you know, put up a big number against LSU Tigers. But I just, I, I, there's a lot of uncertainty. It's probably, if I do play, it'll probably be closer to kickoff when we get some of those answers. But I just really can't trust LSU to stay within this number. But it, it's it's not one of the games I'm running to the window to bet right now. That's for sure. I don't blame you there. Mark, we've got about a minute or so here. Is there any other game in terms of these college football championships that really catch your eye, whether it be just a team that you want to see a little bit more out of or a little bit of a betting spot that you sort of have starred that you might be taking towards the end of the week? Yeah, I think we're getting a, a little bit of a short number with TCU. You know, everybody's kind of waiting around for them to lose. I don't think it's going to happen. I think their defense has looked really strong here down the stretch, and I think they can slow down Kansas State enough, um, you know, to get the win. So getting it under a field goal, I think, is really advantageous. It also opens up the window if you just want to play them on the money line. You know, I don't think that's a bad idea either. So I like TCU to get the job done and get the Big 12 in the playoff. Yep, and with TCU, it's been a team that has been undervalued all season long, but something that brings value is something I know that Tom does on the show every week. It's becoming something that is sweeping the nation, and we are going to be hitting it next as we talk with Tom Casale and Mark Drummeller about the NFL on the flip side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Sports 
Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, which is the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine pouches are either too complicated to use or they don't provide the satisfaction that you're looking for, but Zen Pouches, they might surprise you. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. It offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per couch. So buy online or find a store that is nearest you at zen.com. That is zyn.com today. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine. It is an addictive chemical. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by Tom Casali over at Action Network and Mark Drummeller does great work over at Yahoo Sports. And Tom, it is sweeping the nation. It has become a staple of this show. You coming on every Wednesday and giving us what we're going to be getting in the Broncos game. As the Broncos, they're going to be on the road facing off against the Ravens. And things are getting more and more complicated with your play as now they're adding in their double or they're adding in there a spread of more than a touchdown with the Ravens being between an eight to an eight and a half point favor with a total of between 38 and a half and 39. Are we staying th- true to the fate of Nathaniel Hackett or is this the week that we are going to be slowing down? I'm going forward until they fire yeah. him. You know, the I, I, I got the early line on that 49ers Broncos game. So I think I'm nine and two betting against this guy. I mean, you, you can't beat that. And a couple of things I've said on this show for a while, I think we saw last week. I said, one, the defense isn't going to continue to play that well. If you're a defense, if you're on the field all season long, that last month of the year, you're worn down. The 85 Bears can't be on the field all season <laughs> long and still play at the same level. What did we see against Carolina? We saw a 100-yard rusher. We saw a 100-yard receiver. We saw Sam Darnold look good. Defense won't be the same over these last few games. And then players just checking out mentally. When you say, okay, what does that mean? Well, they're not practicing as hard. They're late to team meetings. They just they know this guy's gone. He's just standing there. He's not even calling plays anymore. He's just there. So, you know, this is a big number, but I like the fact that the Ravens are coming off a loss. This is a desperation game for the Ravens. They have not played well. You know, that offense really has to get cranking. They haven't run the ball at all this year. Maybe J.K. Dobbins coming in the mix over the next couple of weeks will help. But I think the defense, the Ravens' defense, dominates this game. Big number, but I'm going to go with it. They cover the eight, eight and a half. And I will ask this to you, Mark, as well. For one, do you have any sort of a play on this game? And two, how much of the struggles for the Denver Broncos do you attribute to Nathaniel Hackett? Because I think that he's an absolutely terrible coach as well. But I just the more that I watch this team, the more that I take a look and I think, man, not only do these guys dislike Russell Wilson, they genuinely hate this guy. And I think that it's just sort of set up where you've got two very, very big enigmas and it's just causing a big giant avalanche out there in the great city of Denver because this is not good. Yeah, the biggest surprise of the season, I think, is, you know, the the contrast between Seattle and Denver and, you know, the trade with Russell Wilson. Seattle looking so much better without him and Denver looking so bad with him. And Hackett definitely doesn't help. Um, I'm not as brave as Tom and laid the points. I did tease the Ravens down to get it under a field goal. Uh, Ravens burnt me last week in Jacksonville. So I needed to give myself a little bit of a cushion before I fully invested, uh, you know, me and the Ravens not seeing eye to eye of late, but hopefully they can get the job done for me this week as a teaser leg. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, Denver, it's it's a combination of both. Hackett really didn't come into a great situation, but I don't know. I mean, you can put that guy on the Chiefs, and I think he finds a way to lose eight games. So, you know, I don't think it, it's, you know, they're going to have to part ways because Wilson makes the money, and he's going to have to stay. So uh, they got to figure out a guy that can coach him up. 
And I can tell you right now, I'm not so fond of the Ravens right now myself. They no. are the reason that I lost VSIM bets giving. I had them in there. I thought when they scored that touchdown to go up seven, it's like, all right, we're going to go two and one on these NFL plays here. We just need to get Monday Night Football right. Yeah, the defense decided to give up a third and 21. So that was not too terrific. Hopefully we will not see any third and 21s given up within the final two minutes in this game. As let's take a look at Thursday night football. It's a Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots and the Patriots. They're a three and a half point home underdog. Total on this game is 43 and a half. So we've seen it go down a little bit. Interesting because the Bills, we all talk about their high octane offense, but they've been quite a bit of an under team. Tom, do you have anything in terms of Thursday night football, whether it be side total or maybe a little bit of prop? Yeah, you know, the it's interesting because the Bills still aren't playing great. They they probably should have lost that game in Detroit if Dan Campbell didn't uh, want to go home with his timeouts for some reason. You know, the, you're kind of waiting for him. But I don't know. It feels like Josh Allen is, is feeling a little bit of that injury, right? Like, uh, you know, Gabe Davis hasn't done much in the last couple of games, and he's the deep threat. And Allen just isn't getting the ball down the field. So I'm sure Belichick is watching the film on that, seeing seeing what's going on in that passing game. Uh, they still don't run the ball very much. You know, I lean the Patriots here because I think it's going to be a close game. Um, but you can run on Buffalo. You know, with no Damian Harris, I like Stevenson over rushing yards. I'm sure that'll be a popular play Thursday night. But I think they're going to they're going to line up. They're going to challenge the Bills right up front, and I, I think he's going to have a big game. Yeah, Stevenson has been absolutely tremendous for this team, by the way. Come out of a little bit of nowhere as he was looked at as a little bit more of the number two option coming into the season. And right now with Ramondre Stevenson is over under rushing prop. I'm seeing a DraftKings 62.5, so a pretty modest number. And then, Mark, do you have anything in terms of Thursday Night Football? I do. I'm on the Bills. I, I laid it with the Bills here, and it's not so much about the Bills as it is the Patriots. Like, I, I played Minnesota on Thanksgiving, cashed that. Obviously, a little controversy with the Henry touchdown, but the reason I backed Minnesota is because I knew Kirk Cousins could carve up this defense because this defense has really good metrics after playing the Colts, the Steelers, mm. Zach Wilson twice. But when they have to go up against competent offenses, you know, we saw it again last year, they, they just can't you know, handle these high octane offenses and the bills are struggling a little bit, but I think they get on track. You know, when they blew the Patriots out 47 to 17 in the playoffs last year, they didn't punt once like Bill Belichick had no answers for Josh Allen. Uh, we've seen Belichick this year again, struggle against mobile quarterbacks. Justin Fields beat them 33 to 14 at home, ran for a million yards all over the defense. So I think the bills can get on track here just because I, I don't, I think the Patriots are overvalued. I don't think their defense is very good. Um, so I, I think it's the perfect spot here at the Bills. I think this number is short. When you look back to week six, Bills closed as a two-and-a-half-point favorite in Kansas City. Now they're three-and-a-half-point favorites in New England. I'm going to take the Bills. Yep, with the Buffalo Bills, we've seen the power ranking on them go down further and further, and it's been really interesting to take a look at the Patriots because we remember when I was doing the show last week, they were right around a two-and-a-half to a three-point underdog against the Vikings who – the Vikings are now, and I'll throw this at you, Tom, a two and a half to, or now in most spots, a three-point favorite against the Jets. And what they're telling me is that the Jets are the same ranking in terms of the power rankings as the New England Patriots, which I find to be a little bit curious. I want to get your thoughts on this game because with the Jets, I absolutely love their defense. Mike White, he looked very good in his first start, but I'm wondering how much of this was a little bit of the new car smell, how much of this was just... 
literally anyone other than Zach Wilson starting for the Jets and how long-lasting it's going to be because this feels a little bit short on the Vikings. Yeah, and I always say, you know, backup quarterbacks are backup quarterbacks for a reason, right? They can't win over a 16-game season. They can win a few games here. They can look good here. You know, the classic example I always use is a guy I love is Ryan Fitzpatrick who I think is a great backup spot starter, but every time they tried to make him a full-season starter, he usually went about 500, right? So Mike White comes in, he has that big game, everybody's all excited, and I understand. I mean, he played better than Zach Wilson, but now he's going on the road against a team I think is a little bit undervalued. I think the Jets' defense will play well, like they always do, but remember, this is a different kind of offense. I mean, this is a tough offense to stop if Kirk Cousins isn't throwing the ball to the other team. They got a lot of weapons. The addition of high Hawkinson is huge. I don't think that's gotten enough run. I mean, that was a big, big addition to that offense. I think they scored too much. Uh, Jets will make it competitive, but I like the Vikings uh, minus the short number. And I think that's the biggest question in this game because I know that you've got a little bit of a play on this one, Mark. In terms of the Jets, just what can they do on defense? Because I do think that it's really going to need to be a defensive effort if they're able to cover and or win this game. Yeah, I like them. I think they're live dog here. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Just because of the way they match up with Minnesota, you look at their strengths. You know, they have the number four rated pass rush per PFF and their coverage grades number one in the entire NFL, a lot because of Sauce Gardner, the rookie. So they have some players that they can match up against these weapons from Minnesota. So Kirk Cousins, when the pass rush comes, he doesn't have that get out of jail free card with Justin Jefferson because they have the people to match up with them. So I think that's going to cause Cousins a lot of problems problems getting the Jets here the better running team with the better defense getting the key number of three on the road to me I feel like is valuable I think they can make some noise I think they can get the upset here Um, in this matchup I just like the way their defense can kind of handle the Vikings and with the Minnesota Vikings as well they have been in a notorious amount of one score games this year as well it just feels like they're always there and A man that is always there for us is you, Tom. You do amazing work at Action Network. Always do appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And it's always great to be joined by Tom and Mark. It's always great to have him aboard as he does great work over at Yahoo Sports. But he's going to be joining me in the next segment because he also does a great job in terms of the UFC. And we've got a really nice card that's coming up this week. So we're going to be previewing that with Mark Drumheller of Yahoo Sports next here on the Great Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. With the World Cup now in full swing, now is the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log into Bet Rivers every single match day and get a free $10 bet when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has the latest odds, lines, and boosts to be able to create a perfect match day experience. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today to get in on the, all the action as it's a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Being rejoined by Mark Drummel, who does great work over at Yahoo Sports, taking a look at the game of football. But on top of that, I know that you do a great job in the fight game as well. And we've got ourselves a nice card here for UFC Fight Night. Always good when the people get free fights as well. That is something that we are both fans of. And I am a fan of this card. Wish we had a few fewer chalky favorites. And I know this is a little bit of strategy of yours that you're taking because I know that one of the plays that you're looking at is in regards to this Brian Babarina along with Rafael Dos Anjos, car, Dos Anjos fight. And with Dos Anjos, he has gotten steamed to the moon. I mean, he started out right around like minus 330, minus 350. Now we're seeing it approach minus 540. This, when it's all said and done, might get north of minus 550. And I know that you're taking a look at him, but you're looking to do something interesting and try to reduce the juice with a little bit of a parlay. So take me through this just because we are noticing that there's a lot of these bigger favorites on the card. Yeah, I mean, listen, minus 300 for Deuce Anus on this fight. For those that celebrate Christmas during the holiday season, <laughs> that was your early gift. That was, you know, that was the Cyber Monday sale for Thanksgiving. But, you know, you go in there and get a price like that. But uh, because Deuce Anus really should be, you know, it was rightfully at, at 550 right now. I think he's going to mop the floor with Barbarina. When you love Barbarina, just really, like, listen, if you get him in there, a guy like Lawler who just wants to throw bombs, like, yeah, can he exchange in the pocket? Will his chin hold up? Sure. But um, he just has really poor, like, wrestling defense. And Dusanius is a guy, again, you know, he's been in there with the best of them. Um, getting up there in age, but he's going to be able to hold his own against an opponent like this. He has, you know, strong wrestling. I think he's going to be able to get Barbarina to the ground pretty quickly and really just utilize his top game, pound him out, 
you know, get in dominant positions and really make Barbarina work, unlike some of these other opponents that he's faced during his winning streak, who just been kind of been in there right, wanting to exchange and throw punches. So I think Dos Anjos is a perfect parlay leg here. Um, you know, so I did use him. I also parlayed him up with Holtzman, who's taking on another um, UFC veteran of the game, Clay Guida. Um, unlike this Anjos, I do think Guida is in a little bit trouble here. You know, his frenetic style, like, worked real good, you know, when he was in his prime, had more quickness, had more bounce. But um, I think Holtzman's a guy who has really good takedown defense. So I think Guida's going to struggle if he tries to get him to the ground. But also, I think, you know, has power. And that's really the difference in this matchup. I think, you know, Holtzman has enough power to kind of put Guida away here. So parlaying those two up, you get it right around even money. I think I got a minus 103 right in that area. So close enough for me because I think they're two favorites that are that are going to get their hand raised pretty easily so i'll take the price at minus 103 absolutely we'll head to the top of the card in a minute but this is a fight that it just stands out to me because i talked about it. there's so many favorites on this card but this is a pick em fight essentially tracy cortez amanda rebus rebus is someone that we've come to know and love in the ufc for so long so a little bit strange to see her in a circumstance like this and I mean, this is one of the most heavily juice over props I've ever seen. Over two and a half rounds is minus 325 right now at DraftKings. That is absolutely insane. But what do you make out of this? Because certainly if we see any sort of a finish whatsoever, that is going to be very, very profitable if you take it. But I'm thinking that this is about as much of a coin toss as it gets. Yeah, I think you're seeing it lined that way because, you know, you have these two fighters. You have Cortez, who's going to look to kind of utilize her wrestling and grind Hebas out. But, you know, if there is going to be a finish, it's going to come from Amanda Hebas from, you know, working a submission. But Cortez has shown the ability to kind of fend off those types of fighters in her career. Uh, so I think that's why you see, you know, money coming in on the over in this matchup. It, it's a really tough fight to handicap because it's going to depend a lot on how the judges score it. Because I think that, you know, Amanda uh, Ebos is her Brazilian jiu-jitsu is almost like a gift and a curse in the fact that sometimes she'll get comfortable working off her back, working off her guard, trying to apply damage from those positions, which, depending on the judge, is going to depend on how it gets scored. So um, I think this is a tough one. I would probably lean towards Cortez in this matchup, but it, it's pretty close to call. Um, you know, I haven't had a bet on it. I haven't placed a bet on it yet. And, you know, it, it's going to be a fun fight to watch, but a really tough one to handicap. Yep, it is going to be a hard one to handicap. And typically, you don't find a pick em fight with an overprop at minus 325 like we're seeing right now. That's just absolutely ridiculous. And I know you're looking for a little bit of plus money on this card. And like I said, there's quite a few larger favorites. And this fight involves one of those. Eric Anders taking on Kyle Dukas. Dukas right around about a minus 215 to a minus 220 favorite. But I know that you're looking at the favorite, but trying to be able to get plus money on it. So take me through your strategy on this one. Yeah, I think this is a spot where you can play the, the decision profit and have it pay off. Um, I like Dawkins here by decision. When you look at Anders, you know, he lost his last two fights, and he's a fighter who really is just trying to kind of you know, his style plays towards a decision. He wants to kind of grind you out and, and push you up against the cage and wear you down as the fight goes on. But I, I don't think he's going to have that kind of success against Dawkins. Uh, Dawkins is a guy who has really good grappling, and I think he can get Anders to the ground if he needs to. He has real good chokes. The majority of his wins before he got to the UFC were by submission via choke. Um, so he has that in his toolbox. 
hasn't had a ton of success with it in the couple fights um, that he's had in the USC. I think he has one um, via submission, but I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see a lot of stalling from Anders trying to kind of grind his way to a victory. Um, but I think Dawkins is going to get the better of the exchanges during the process because of uh, his advantage in the grappling. So I think this is one that does go to the judges' scorecard. So playing Dawkins by decision can get you some plus money at around plus 150. This is one that they're thinking will not be going to the judges' scorecards, and I'm talking about Tai Tuavasa along Sergey Pavlich. Pavlich is right now about a minus 215 to a minus 220 favorite. Opened up more around about minus 145. Money is completely coming in against Tuivasa. What are you saying on this one? Because I do think that this was a number that was very, very good on the open. Might be getting a little bit steamed up, so it might be worth it just to take a little bit more of a look at the round prop, maybe the decision that you think, or to take a look at the finish that you're sort of thinking, because this rounds prop just keeps on getting sunken as it started out at minus 135, now down to minus 215 on the under. Yeah, so Pavlovich, you know, really powerful fighter and really strong technically um, as a boxer. And I think that's the difference between these two fighters. Tui Vasa is a lot of fun. He's going to come in there. He's going to throw kicks. You know, he's going to wing shots from the outside and, and try and take his head off. But, you know, just not as polished as Pavlovich here. And I think, you know, Pavlovich, four knockouts in his last four fights, you know, really has a ton of power so he can put Tui Vasa away. But, you know, what kept me away from... Um, you know, the the finish prop and picking just Pavlovich to win by KO is the chin that Tuivasa showed against Cyril Gan in that fight. I mean, he got outstruck 110 to 29 and, and still had a couple moments in there where he almost caught Gan and was able to put him away. So, um, you know, Tuivasa is live whenever he's in there, but I just think against a fighter, you know, Pavlovich has good length. I think he can kind of keep him on the outside, on the end of his punches, and, and really do a lot of damage here. Um, I'm just not – it's hard to back – to play a prop for, a, you know, a heavyweight like Tuivasa to go down by knockout after he showed such a good chin against um, Cyril Gagne. But this is a quick turnaround for him. So I think Pavlovich is the side here. I just played him on the money line. And then let's go to the main event. This is going to be the big one between Kevin Holland and Steven Thompson. Thompson – has seen the money coming against them. This was a pick and fight to start with. Holland is out coming as a minus 165 favorite. What's your read on this fight? And is the money coming in on the right side? I think it really is. So, you know, Steven Thompson's a lot of fun, right? You know, he's a karate-based style throws a lot of kicks and, and when you watch him, it's just brilliant to watch. You know, effortlessly throws these kicks. Um, but you know, he really isn't a finisher. We, when you look, he hasn't finished an opponent since 2016 when he knocked out Johnny Hendricks. So although he has the tools to finish, he's not really aggressive enough when he's in the octagon. He likes to kind of use his kicks, his jabs, and, and stay on the outside and kind of chop up his opponent as the fight goes on. I don't think he's going to do that against Holland, who's going to be a more explosive athletic fighter with a six-inch reach advantage, which I think is going to play huge. So Thompson usually being able to stay on the outside and kind of dictate the distance isn't going to be able to because Holland can close distance in a hurry um, and with his reach advantage here I think he's going to be able to force Thompson into these exchanges and at 39 years old I, I just don't know if Thompson's going to, to be able to hold up you know as far as his chin's concerned if, if Holland you know entices him into a firefight we saw Thompson get knocked out by Anthony Pettis by a Superman punch so um, I think he could be in a lot of trouble in this one I did play Holland I think stylistically it's a great matchup with him mainly because of his speed 
I do think so as well. And the VEASAN pro tip for this hour, VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of these is always dive into why a result went your way slash should not rather than just take a look at the result. Big thanks to Mark Drummiller. And coming up next, I'm going to give you guys my DK Nation pick for college basketball here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 